Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Danny Cola. If this is your first time listening, make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so that you can join me in having some epic conversations that access higher levels of potential with creatives and professionals from all around the globe. Thank you so much for tuning in. My guest today is my friend Eric Leha, also known as the Primal Swolger. Eric is a senior kettlebell coach at the Onnit Academy in Austin, Texas. His approach to the kettlebell has really opened my eyes to a whole new world of strength, conditioning, and optimization. Over the last three years, Eric has taught me and hundreds of thousands of people how to integrate the kettlebell into their daily workout routines to challenge their movement patterns, enhance their strength, and promote creativity. Eric's thought process about regularly learning new fitness methods and keeping an open mind has led him to a place of personal optimization, growth, and development in many facets of life. And I'm excited to share this conversation with all of you today. Make sure to follow Eric on Instagram at primal.swolger and make sure to follow his other Instagram account, primal.methods. There you'll find a handful of kettlebell exercises, complexes, and flows. If you like what you hear today, please give this podcast a five-star rating, a short review of your biggest takeaways, and make sure to share this podcast with someone you love. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the podcast. Eric Leha, man, what's up? Thanks for doing the podcast again. I appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me, bro. I'm excited. Absolutely, dude. So uh, let's start with how your day went today. How's it going? It was good, man. It was a busy day all over the place, handling some errands, shooting some videos, working out, all that good stuff. So Nice. Nice. Well, uh, I want to bring this back to a few years ago. I would say it's been like three years since I took your uh, kettlebell course back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I have to say over the course of the three years, kind of learning the kettlebell more and more, integrating some of your practices, watching your videos from afar and from a handful of other coaches. Like my fitness has gone from, I would say zero to a million, you know, (laughs) my clients have been appreciating the different types of movements uh, and you have blown up and have basically, uh, you're like a a name that has changed the face of the kettlebell and it's been awesome. So I want to ask you in the last three years, uh, what has been the biggest change in your business? How has your life and business changed in the last three years? The biggest change has been um, I've been doing a lot less in-person training and coaching, not just because of COVID, but because I've been shifting more to online training and yeah. uh, providing videos through for my, my audience on, on my website and on my, on my app. I actually just recently launched the app a couple months ago and been working out the kinks on that, trying to really get that user experience nailed down. People seem to enjoy it, so I'm happy with it for now, but constantly trying to improve it and make it better for everybody yeah that's like i'm finding that there's a huge struggle for me to like change to the online um you know the online platforms and there's just so many different ways to utilize the email list the instagram Mm -hmm. the youtube the collaborations uh talk to me about like um your struggles trans transitioning from more in person to online what were some of the hurdles that you had to go through personally that were frustrating and and all that i mean honestly man it's just hard you know when you're one-on-one with a person or you're there in a class you obviously can 
cue people, like you can give them that, that one-on-one time where you correct their form or you, you know, when you're going back and forth through emails, it's kind of hard to get your message across. I mean, I've gotten better at it yeah. over the years, especially, you know, with writing exercise descriptions all the time, you can kind of really break something down Teach with teaching workshops too, you know, seeing all types of bodies and people and training the way uh, different people move, seeing that in person has helped me tremendously in doing Definitely. it online. So that's why I actually recently in the last couple of months, I've started uh, training my mom again. I've been training a buddy of mine, working out together and I'm slowly getting my feet wet to get back in the gym and training some clients because that one-on-one time with people that actual, you know, getting your reps in with people as a coach is you definitely need that to keep your, your skills sharp and not get like kind of one-sided when it comes to programming. Like I could program all day if I'm just programming my own workouts, but if, you know, if I'm only putting what I do out there that will work for me and not really seeing, you know, putting people through what I'm actually doing, I can't really see how how much harder or difficult it is for other people to do it that aren't in the same field or in the same profession. They're not, they don't do this for a living. Right, right, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing that too, man. Like I, I have a lot of online. I have a lot, like my, I would say my import, my in-person is way more and it's, just grow, it's grown tremendously in the last three years, ever since I decided to like, go the full routes and and be a fitness trainer again and leave my position in teaching. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. I noticed that in person, like everyone's going to be at their own level and then you're way more in the zone and you can see what they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And then little by little start to push their thresholds. Very interesting. Talk to me a little bit about the primal Swolger brand and let's share with everybody how that started from like Eric Leha to boom, you became you becoming the primal soldier and then everything just kind of fitting in the kettlebell complexes the the look the shirt off the short short <laughs> the, the the brand that you're developing that's like really taken off that that is really uh, that's just awesome i think tell you about my my brand and how i came up with the name and stuff yeah and, and like how it's kind of morphed over time talk to me a little yeah, bit about that yeah i mean it started off as you know i was trying to come up with the dumbest name that i could think of you know it's like I was a, a coach. You were barely starting out in the, in the industry. And they're like, you guys need to market yourselves. Get on social media. And I hated it. The idea of who, who was telling you this? Like, who was telling you this type of stuff? Mark DeGrasse. He was uh, one of the original Onnit Academy founders. He was mm. uh, our original marketing guy. And um, John Wolf, the marketing team at Onnit, they were like, you guys really need to put yourselves out there. And uh, you know, get more people to start coming to the gym. Okay, so the Onnit people are the Onnit people are telling you this because the 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 Onnit branding is getting such an amazing rap. And I mean, I sport all their clothes. I think it's fucking awesome. So you're getting this information from the higher ups. Yep. Yeah. The, the marketing awesome. teams like you guys need to start marketing yourselves to bring more people in the gym, get more eyes on what we're doing uh, on the fitness side. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll do it. Like the idea of being on social media, was always super dumb to me. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I don't want to be on there all the time taking selfies and shooting, like uh, posting up videos of myself. Uh, but I started doing it and people started liking it. And then I realized like, man, I was just insecure. You know, I need to just post up what I actually do, what I like and people like it. That's cool. If they don't, oh, well, and what I like, what I started seeing was there was overwhelmingly positive, uh, you know, positive stuff coming from that and not a whole lot of haters. Um, that made me think like, man, 
it's like there's a lot of opportunity out there and you got to just like just go for it and not be scared to try new things yeah. and so from that point forward when I started seeing my social media grow I started getting more opportunities and I started just you know taking all those opportunities to educate myself to try a different workshop like there was coaches inviting us to go do their their certifications for free or we were bringing them to the gym to train uh, at our gym and we got to take all those courses and I just took every opportunity I could to learn and add things to my arsenal so that I can improve Beautiful. my game and I started sharing some of those things with the world taking what I look I like best about those those certifications and those workshops that I went to and adapted that into my own style shared that with people and people you know kept digging it so I yeah. kept doing it and you know it's always been I guess it's evolved into me you know kind of just trying to share you know, what I'm really doing and what it takes to get to my level of fitness while also trying to cater to people who just want to do minimalist kettlebell only type stuff. But I'm trying to keep it real with them while at the same time letting them know like a kettlebell is not going to give you a bodybuilding physique. You know, it's going to take a lot more work than that. I've been doing this for 15 years and I didn't start out with kettlebells. I could have, um, but that wasn't my journey. So I can't tell you that a kettlebell right. well, a single kettlebell is going to get you in shape like i do i can get you strong i can get you moving um but if you want to attain a really aesthetic physique you got to train like those people like those bodybuilders at least add some elements of bodybuilding training into your into your programming and uh people dig that too you know they, they dig really that do. i'm that i'm being honest with them and showing them what really works that way they can get on on track and do what it takes and I used to be afraid too, thinking like, man, I don't want to, you know, like I'm the kettlebell guy, you know, like I've been like, that's what people think I am. Uh, but I was like, whatever. Like I really need to show people what it's all about. And yeah. It's been working out. People love it. People so, love all the stuff, you know? So internally you're going through that like apprehension to talk about yeah. more conventional. Yeah. yeah let, let's dive deeper into that. Yeah, like, man. People are like, Oh, this is all you do is kettlebells. I'm like, nah, this is not all I do. You know, this is what gets likes. And then that's when I realized, like, man, this is dumb. Like, why am I always only trying to get more likes and more followers? Obviously, because it helps my business grow. Yeah. Also, yeah. we get more people in the door at the gym. Uh, so my my thought process was, you know, I'm gonna use this to get their attention. And then once they come behind the scenes and they pay for a product, you're ask me for advice, I give them the programs. So mm. I'll show them what it really takes, but I'm going to show them five to 10% of what I actually do to kind of, uh, you know, uh, kind of hook them in, you know, reel Definitely. them in with uh, the fancy stuff. And uh, I kind of got tired of doing that because, you know, I felt like I was uh, kind of lying to people or not being completely truthful. And so yeah. now I've been trying to be as transparent as I can and kind of try to show all sides of the, of the spectrum so that they can really see what's going on yeah that's great um, yeah and then people appreciate that and it's been good man so i get yeah. more quality people following me now who actually believe in in everything what i do and they know it's not just gonna be a a, a one-stop or like a one-trick thing where you you know you just pop a pill and you're gonna get jacked. No, it's, no it's dude, you're you're work. definitely like your movement shit, man. It's so versatile. It's very unique, and like it works for it works for so many people, like athletes, 
guys like you and I, regular people that are, you know, just approaching retirement. You know, I, I have a, a lot of clients who are mm -hmm. in that age range of about to approach retirement or in retirement. Mm -hmm. And these movement patterns are rejuvenating them. You oh, know? yeah. It's, it's, it's the most amazing thing. And I'm really, I'm really happy that I came across on it and you guys, and I went to that workshop that day because it just started a perspective shift and how to move. And then, you know, like you're talking about combining the unconventional with the conventional mm -hmm. and how, how they complement one another and how fun it is. And it's, it's yeah. also, also too, Eric, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like people who are so high on the conventional training that are kind of on the fence about the kettlebell and the steel mace and the hydro bag. Mm -hmm. Like you tie in both elements and little by little, they start to be more inclined to challenge their movement, do different things, see how mm -hmm. a hydro bag or a steel mace could uh, positively affect their bench press or their deadlift. What do oh you yeah. That? Oh, for sure. That's what happened with me. You know, like I came from the conventional uh, background, you know, growing up, that's all I did was bodybuilding training. But then I started training in martial arts and jujitsu and kickboxing and I started getting beat up. You know, I, yeah, thought, yeah. I looked strong. I had that physique of an athlete, but I didn't move like one. I was getting beat up by everybody. And so I started realizing, what am I doing wrong? And it was my training. You know, I was training and, you know, linear movements, bench pressing, squatting. It got me like maximally strong. But as far as like being able to move like an athlete, it didn't happen. And so mm -hmm. Obviously, training in sport, doing more jujitsu, more sparring made me better overall, but also doing unconventional movements with kettlebells, working on explosiveness, rotation, that stuff translated a lot more uh, easily to gains in the, on the mats and in the ring Definitely. than uh, conventional moves. So then I spent a lot of time kind of being committed to just only doing kettlebells. I didn't do any bench. Like, all I did was dips and pull-ups yeah. and kettlebell swings for a long time. And it kind of, it made me really strong to where I could like just hop on the, uh, you know, 400, even like 450 up to 500 pound deadlift and still be able to hit that without really training the deadlift. Yeah. Uh, at like 175 uh, body weight. And, you know, I felt like I was in pretty tip top shape. Um, but after a while, you know, I really wanted to go back to combining both. And Definitely. so I think it was about a year, maybe two years where I spent doing mostly unconventional training. And I kind of like was able to open up, you know, like yeah. become more flexible, more mobile. Yeah. And so I was at that point where I was, you know, what? I want to get big and strong again. I want to put on some more muscle. And the last few years I've been combining conventional and unconventional training to keep me mobile while also trying to aesthetically get bigger and stronger as well. And yeah. it's working out pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, the combination of the two, you know, like, working on the unconventional moves with kettlebells and steel maces, all that good stuff, it kind of, it, it kind of evens out all those areas that you might be missing out on in movements or just overall uh, like activation, neuro, uh, you know, all that, all the, all that good stuff where you're activating your central nervous system in a different way. Yeah. It helps kind of keep challenging your body. And so that when you go back to those normal lifts, you kind of have, more awareness of your body and you can you can become a little bit stronger on those lifts and that's definitely something i've seen 
for sure. Uh, and and it, takes a, it takes a little time. It takes a little time with the unconventional stuff. And that's why, like me too, I had, there was a time in, in my, in my uh, personal training that I wasn't doing conventional stuff. I was just strictly doing kettlebells and I was strictly doing maces and body weight and the mobility stuff. And it does take some time to develop a smoothness, right? You're not going to just pick up a kettlebell and move like the primal soldier. It does take yeah. time and effort. It takes that mm -hmm. awareness that you're talking about. It takes dialing in a little bit. It takes understanding what your thresholds are. Talk a little bit about the time you put into moving the way you do. Um, honestly, it, it kind of came pretty easily through. <laughs> I already had like pretty good body control and awareness for martial arts. You know, I spent a lot of time doing jujitsu, yeah. kickboxing, but I was already pretty connected on being able to generate force from the floor up, you know? Yeah. So that's why I realized like, man, your foundation is the strongest thing because, you know, you're connected to the floor and that's how you generate power. So, you know, when you're doing kettlebell moves, when I'm grabbing another unconventional tool, the most important thing for me first is to strengthen my foundation and make sure yeah. my spine yeah. is nice and and integrated, my core is engaged, and my hips kind of lead the movements just like they do when I'm throwing a punch or trying to break somebody's arm off. You know, it all starts in the center. And so that's the same principle that we teach in our certifications is uh, that the center is where everything starts from there. You can expand out and start throwing the kettlebell around if you want, but first you got to protect your, your organs, you know, not get yeah. pushed in the body you know, like in fighting. So. You got to protect all this good stuff and then start working your way out and becoming a lot more fancy with it. And so I already had that understanding for martial arts. So for me, it felt pretty, pretty easy to kind of just start throwing the kettlebells around, keeping them connected to the body before I started doing anything overhead, make sure I had strong stability in the, in the shoulders. And it came pretty naturally. But when I teach it to other people, honestly, it takes, it takes, takes a while, man. It takes time. It takes yeah, there's a, six months. yeah. There's, a, there's a spectrum of aware, body awareness in people and like I, I with the yep. mace with the mace it's 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 incredible how many people and myself included when I first got it it's like okay step with the right drop the left mace head down extend and mm -hmm. then you know you tell them to do it on the other side and and it's like what the f what am I yeah. doing and that's, that's why it's so fun yeah exactly it's like you're flowing and it's not just like a flow is not just like you know putting the moves together it's like feeling in the in the movement like you feel it from beginning to end like you're in it and you you can really connect the movements not just start at one point and then to the next it's feeling the motion through the whole yeah. thing and yeah that that takes a ton of uh focus and awareness and that that can sure. be really fun for sure i i also look at it like deconstructing like default patterns so like the prop the the clients that i see have issues with the movement or like try to they don't understand which direction to move or how to how to mirror the other side it's like deconstructing shitty moving habits you know and mm -hmm. who's to say like what other types of crappy habits that they stick to that are unnecessary in other mm -hmm. in other ways in their life you know what i'm saying so oh yeah Big so I feel I feel like doing these types of things really unlock certain uh, places in your brain that uh, help you become aware of other faulty spots in your life, and then they can oh, help yeah. you change. It's really, it's really interesting. yeah, hell yeah! Like the most basic example: if somebody works at a desk all day, you know, you can ask them, hey, "What'd you do today?" I was at my computer all day. I had a long paper due and I was working like this. It's like, that's probably why your back hurts Yeah. or why you're so rounded with, uh, with your shoulders or your kyphotic. It's probably because of the stuff that you do outside of the gym. So that's why 
when I'm training with my clients, you know, even if you're getting that solid hour of workout within the day, that's only, you know, one out of 24 other, or 20, 24 hours that, you know, you could be conditioning some other bad patterns, like you were saying. For sure. So it's important to practice, you know, being mindful throughout the whole day and the rest of your life. And so I find that hour, hour and a half that with my clients, you know, you're really training, not just to train in the workouts, but also for everyday life to be more aware of how you're moving throughout the day. And so even yeah. when I'm like walking around throughout the day, I notice myself like kind of favoring one leg or one hip. Or oh yeah. My shoulders like super locked up when I'm moving. And I do these like goofy moves just to kind of loosen up and move yeah. around and, and feel better, and get out of pain. And I might look goofy, but man, I feel good. So yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't care about looking goofy anymore. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that train has left the fucking building. It's just like, you know, I, I do steel mace work in my front yard. It's like people are looking like all the time, like, hey, what are you doing with swinging that medieval weapon? You know, when I reach out to somebody, you know, for a podcast or whatever, it's like, hey, I just you know, hope you remember me, yada, yada. It's like, of course I remember you. You're always swinging around some medieval weapon in your front yard. <laughs> like that's funny who, who gives a shit it's it's whatever yeah. but it does it does make you feel amazing i oh yeah there's something special about it now let's um i want to go back a little bit to the social media strategies now do you like set time every day to like meet with a team to come up with ideas on how to go about ways of marketing and uh you know selling your products or merchandise what or getting your getting people to your your workshops how do you go about that um, so I try to make it over. I have a, a bit, pretty big team of people who help me with my website and kind of putting my products together for me, but I like to kind of do my own thing, explore as much as I can kind of design the stuff on my own. Okay. Uh, because when I work with my team, I like to have my plans ready to go and I have them execute everything I need to do. So they have a lot of great ideas as far as like aesthetically, how they, they put things together for me, mm -hmm. but. I need my, my time to just kind of work with my clients, be by myself and put things together because uh, I need that creative space. Yeah. Um, I, for a long time, I tried sitting at the desk with them and kind of trying to, to run the show from there. But man, it was, it was difficult because, you know, my pro my, the part of my job is super important, which is to explore the movements, actually do the work, yeah. make sure it works. And not just try to sit at a computer all day and try to make up workouts. You know, yeah. I actually got to experience the thing. I got to see my clients going through the thing. And that's how I come out with the best programming, not when I just fucking sit at a computer all day and try to put it together. Um, but when, so when it comes to creating these things and creating these marketing materials, as far as like my Instagram page, all those videos, I edit those. I, I just kind of, me and Francesca try to shoot, shoot each other. My business uh, guys will come over every now and then help me shoot some videos too. Uh, for the most part, um, you know, it's, it's trying to, trying to do my best to maintain my integrity and put things together, my, have my vision out there as much as I can. And, um, but yeah, dude, I set a ton of time. I mean, this is my business, you know, so first thing in the morning, I, I like to get on and at least post one thing first thing in the morning and I see a huge success and reaching more people and gaining more followers getting more engagement on social media when I post more than two or three, two or three times a day on Instagram, Facebook, at least once or twice a day as well. YouTube, I right now I'm sticking to a schedule of only once a week, 
but I'm sticking to that, you know, putting a new video every week and it's been helping me grow. So it's just about consistency with these things and trying to get your face out there. Yeah. Um, recently, you know, it's, I've been super busy with personal stuff and you know, it's kind of slowed me down a little bit and I've only been able to post once a day and it's kind of slowed, slowed me down a little bit as far as like growth. Um, but you know, it's like, just knowing that if, as you start to ramp it up and you can stick to that schedule, uh, it's all about being consistent and just kicking ass and yeah, the, number, is, the numbers will start going up. This is good. You know, I mean, I guess not so much about the numbers for me per se, it's more of like engaging quality and, and being consistent, like you were saying, and uh, put as much yeah. of your, your head out there into your content. Uh, and invaluable and, and make it valuable for people as best as possible. And you, you do a fucking awesome job with that. But that, that said, it does require a lot of energy. It does require a lot of time and, and it, mm -hmm. it, should, it should be regimented in some way. Talk about that energy balance. Do you, are you well aware of your thresholds? Do you, like being a fighter, being somebody who works hard, are you constantly overdoing it or do you? Yeah. Talk to me about that oh, balance. Man, and, and I was overdoing it a lot. Like, during the summer, like right when COVID was hitting pretty hard, I was trying to post a lot, film a lot of content and film a bunch of content for my app as well and my website. So I was shooting a ton of paid content, ton of YouTube and Instagram content. And I was writing all these workouts. I was, you know, working hard on the computer, hitting the gym two or three times a day to try to look super jacked yeah. and trying to follow a really strict diet so I could stay super lean and look yeah. good for Instagram. And uh, I got super stressed out. I was doing too much, uh, too fast. Uh, I was trying to capitalize on the whole pandemic because everybody's at home. They yeah. wanted these at-home workouts. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pump my, I'm gonna get my app out. I'm gonna put as many workouts on there. Try to get ahead. And I did too much, and I ended up stressing out, stressing my body out to where I ended up catching COVID. I got sick. I was out for four weeks. So yeah. I learned my lesson. Yeah, dude, I learned my lesson. So now I'm, I'm not overdoing it. I'm making sure I do two or three things every day, but really work hard and be efficient with them and, you know, put a lot of energy into a couple things a day, not try to handle a million things at once. I love that. Because then it just stresses me out. For sure. And like in the last three years, like I remember when I met you, you were just at like a hundred thousand followers and then boom, you go to like 900,000 followers and like you are a dog, dude, you work like how, and I, I see the consistency in you. I mean, that's, that's, I really, I want to dissect that. Like how much, go, I mean, I guess you kind of answered it, but like how much goes into like emotionally and am, am I being accepted or this person's talking shit? Like how much a time and effort like goes into thinking about that subconsciously. Are you aware of that? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes you can stress yourself out trying to, you know, be in tip top shape all the time, but you know, you got to realize it's not realistic and you have to be honest with yourself and be transparent with your people. And, you know, people love when you're honest with them yeah. and you show them what, yeah. what it really takes and you're not just this picture perfect person all the time it's yeah. jacked year round and you know it's like i can reuse content all the time which is what i what i, I do for like facebook and like youtube i'll reuse old content for those platforms just to kind of you know keep giving people workouts and keep them up you know up to date with everything that i've done in the past because i haven't really grown on those but as far as instagram i try to keep it pretty up to date with what i'm what i'm currently doing 
how I'm currently looking, what I'm currently programming into my workouts, just so I can be transparent. They can kind of follow me on my journey as what I'm, you know, trying to build back up. Yeah, and I've seen it. And people love that, so it's been good. But there, at the same time, I do see that uh, you know I get more engagement, more likes, more followers when I got fucking eight pack and I'm doing <laughs> kettlebell flows and short shorts. You know, people love that stuff. Yeah, you the short dude, that. the short shorts. Are the best, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I no love that. I'm trying to get back in shape so I can you know keep doing as well as I was doing as far as like engagement and growing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm taking my time, making sure I do it healthy and let people in on that secret, how I'm doing it, what it takes to, to get to that level. That's and I'm excited to show people what it's all about. And it's been good so far. Talk to me a little bit about catching COVID, getting sick, and then uh, the, the recovery process thus far. Talk to me a bit about that. Man, it was terrible. I mean, I, I think I caught it when I went to a Black Lives Matter protest. I went with my girlfriend, Francesca. Uh, We went to a protest. I think it was, I might have caught it there because I don't know because everybody I went with, they didn't get sick. Mm. Uh, And I was stressed out. Obviously, I was super low body fat, like stressed out. Yeah. Overworked, run down. Overworked, overworked, run down. And I definitely wasn't supplementing any vitamin D, which I hear is uh, what can help you not get as as, uh, as sick or sure. get as bad of symptoms. And uh, three or four days after I went to that protest, I was, I was out. Dude. I, was, I remember I was feeling kind of weird. I had just got done shooting, too. I was shooting at night. And I got, I got home, and it was like 11 o'clock, and Fran was still chilling in the living room. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go take a bath. And I took a bath and it's like, I started feeling, it wasn't like a comfortable bath. So I got out and the next thing I know, I was super woozy and dizzy. Yeah. I tried to take a nap. I couldn't sleep. I started sweating and that's, that was the rest is history. I was sick for four weeks with fevers and night sweats every night. I had really nasty cough the last week. Um, it was terrible. I didn't move. I didn't work out for four weeks. That was the longest I've ever gone without working out. Uh, doesn't sound like, uh, that tough of a situation, you know, for most people, but for me, oh, for you know, sure. fitness being my life. Definitely. When it's your you know? business and you're on default and you're doing your things and you're shooting and you want to get things out yeah. urgent, like, dude, I, I, I feel you too, man. Like, yeah. I, I, talk to me about like that, the, the struggle it was not being able to exercise, not being able to do the things that Eric Leha does on the daily basis. Like, yeah. like how it did sucked, you handle- man. It sucked, but I kind of saw it as a blessing in disguise. And I just realized, like, man, like, I learned my lesson. Like, I need to chill out. I need to stop going 110% all the time. And I need to pace and, you know, work on quality stuff. Not yeah. just trying to pump out as much as possible. Um, but. Yeah, dude, listen, you know. that's, it's, 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 um, it's nice to learn these lessons. But at the same time, like, I admire your hard work. Like, you're, you're one of the biggest reasons why I switched my career from, you know, education to doing this fitness stuff and, you know, slowly building up clientele, building up a, a you know, like I said, a, a following, a little bit of a following. And now I'm opening up my first gym in November. So it's like things are, oh, yeah. so I like, I appreciate that type of hard work. I, I vibe with that, man. And, it, and it's all, I mean, it's good to hear that, like, you, you know, you, you push yourself to the brink, you know what your thresholds are, you know, it's unfortunate, you got to get sick, 
to, to see that, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, everyone's got to learn their own way. And, and that's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The way you said it just then it reminds me of this meme I saw earlier. It's like a, it's like a, a news article. It's like a man uh, gets into coma or, pa- or goes to hospital from eating 413 chicken McNuggets. And then somebody tweets, so you're saying the limit is 412 chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, nah, exactly. I learned my lesson. I'm not going to push myself so hard. I'm going to, you know, try to be more balanced about it, not try to make, you know, not, not trying to stay in a caloric deficit for so long, you know, yeah. really try to balance it out, play with different types of way of feeding my body to, to be more balanced and be more sustainable. You know, I don't want to get sick again. I want to, yeah. I want to stay strong and keep going. Definitely. Definitely. So let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I mean, you're not the, uh, the primal soldier, Eric Leha that you are without a strong knit family, a strong knit group that, um, you know, that you're around and, and talk to me about growing up, uh, your relationship with your mom and dad and how that's kind of like affected you and made you become the person you are today. Yeah. So my mom and dad are, um, you know, they both, they both spoiled me growing up, you know, <laughs> so I was a little spoiled little kid. And, um, so growing up, I, you know, you, I had a you good were born life. in Texas. I always, you know, yeah, I was born in Texas and my mom and dad are both from Mexico. Okay. And, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I heard a lot about my dad that he like helped all the family, all his cousins. He has like six sisters, couple brothers, tons of cousins. He helped them all come to Texas to America helped them all get jobs. And, you know, I saw what a great man he was. I heard how awesome he was, the way he kind of, you know, you know, helped the whole, all the family, you know, make it here and get jobs and be successful. It kind of, you know, it put a lot of, like, it kind of lit a fire in my butt when I started learning these things later on in my life. And it really, you know, it, it made me have a new respect for him. It made me want to work hard yeah. and make the most out of my situation. And, like I said, they spoiled me growing up and, you know, I kind of felt bad for, you know, being such a spoiled little kid, but then I realized, break that, man, break you know, that I, down a little bit, like, like vacations, anything you wanted. Uh, like, talk yeah, to me. dude, I, could, I used to, you know, get every new PlayStation whenever I want, you know, I used to cry for PlayStations. I would always have it every time they would launch the new PlayStation system. I would get yeah. new clothes, for, you know, every time uh, for, you know, back to school and, yeah, uh, my mom would drive me everywhere, everywhere I needed to go, take me to the movies, you know, just like yeah, super, I got to do whatever I want. And they yeah, they me treated too. me like a little king. And so, <laughs> you know, I took it for granted for the longest time until, you know, I finally left home. And, you know, I went to college for a little while and I dropped out. And then I realized, you know, I kind of let them down a little bit. And so when I actually started, you know, finding this career in fitness, it kind of, I saw a way to like, you know, make my family proud by being successful at something. Cause I'm always told me like, you know, whatever you choose, like you can be really great at it. If you just really try really hard, you know, you got what it takes to do whatever yeah. you want. And so that's what she told me after I dropped out of school. Um, but I could see you know, that they were a little sad that I was leaving, that I was quitting school. Uh, so that's why, you know, with our history, with, you know, them being immigrants and working so hard to give me everything I ever wanted growing up, it kind of, it, it, like, it, it kind of came back to me when I started, 
kind of seeing uh, I could make a career out of fitness. And so I worked in the Onnit warehouse for right. two years. You know, that wasn't really going anywhere. I was happy because, you know, I was, I got to work for Onnit. I got to be around all my friends and we got to talk to meet MMA fighters and we, yeah. we were connected to Joe Rogan. You know, we yeah. had like 15 degrees of separation. Yeah. So that was cool. And then, so next thing you know, yeah, I just stuck it out and I kind of, was partying a lot too everybody on it used to like to party a lot we were all young and so I kind of saw you know my mom and dad were like you know kind of a little disappointed you know they're happy for me that you know I at least had a job but then uh when my brother started working on it he helped open the gym and they asked me to be one of the trainers and I kind of saw that opportunity to kind of you know really try to hustle and do something with it you know instead of making yeah you know, uh, a base salary or a basic pay, I could actually hustle, get clients and fill up classes, get yeah. a bonus and really try to make some extra cash. And I did well and I kept crushing it, kept doing my best, kept working hard. And that's where that mentality came from, where I just wanted to go 110% because from the get go, I realized I can, you know, really pack the classrooms, get a ton of clients and just work 24 hours a day, you know, just yeah. client after client, class after class and just, you know, you know, do well for the business. And then I was like, um, you know, I really saw myself being successful in training. And it wasn't until I started seeing that, you know, no matter how hard I worked, you know, it was more important. I got more reward from seeing actual quality progress in my life and in my clients. You know, yeah. not just kind of shuffling through clients. You know, I remember one time I was training a bunch of people back to back. Another coach is like, damn, Eric. He saw me training one of these clients. He's like, dude, you train all kinds of people. <laughs> like, you're always training. That's awesome. Pretty much saying, but like kind of kind of putting me down. It's like saying like, dude, you train everybody. Like you're basically always training because, you know, you're just trying to make a ton of money. And I was like, man, that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, I'm not really putting my heart into these clients. I'm kind of, mm -hmm. you know, just, I, there was a period where I was, had a ton of clients to where there was no way I could program individually for every single client. So I had every client doing the same fucking workout. <laughs> so that, that, that wasn't cool. Yeah. And that's when, after he called me out, he did, he probably didn't mean it that way, but the way I took it, it for me, it reflected in myself, like, damn, like I am training a ton of clients. I'm just trying to make, you know, this extra commission check, yeah. like, because, you know, I get it. I have a ton of hours put in. It's like, man, I need to scale back and like really focus on my craft again. Like, cause before I was really enjoying this stuff. I had a few clients that I, I was seeing progress. I had one girl twice, twice her, not almost twice her body weight, but she was like a smaller girl and she was getting super strong. I had other clients losing a ton of weight, getting jacked. Yeah. Uh, and then I kind of lost sight of caring about my clients' results and only cared about making extra cash. So I scaled back, focused on just a few clients. I that was more sustainable for me to yeah. get more sleep, get have more energy, actually have time to do my own thing. And, you know, I took a pay cut, but I was more happy. Yeah, that's awareness right there, though. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's growth. I'm glad that you shared that with us here. This is awesome. Yeah, and so that made me realize, like, man, it's not just about working super hard all the time and making a ton of money. You know, it's about you know actually being happy and actually seeing you affect people in a positive yes. way. 
And at the same time, I started, I kept working hard on it, on like social media, putting out cool videos for people. And, you know, I started getting positive messages from people who were like, Oh, like el- older uh, people, like fifth, I was like, they're like, I'm just, I'm 55 years old, and I have, I've been training for years, but I got injured, and I, tr- I started doing your workouts, and they've completely changed yeah. my life. Those, that's my favorite age group to train. I fucking love that. Yeah, man. And so I got tons of positive messages from all these people from all kinds of backgrounds, and so that motivated me to keep kicking ass on social media because I was reaching other people that I never thought I would reach, and so that combined with my awareness of really trying to give good information to my clients and put out stuff that actually works and not just trying to, you know, uh, do like a cookie cutter workout for everybody and like really try to spend time and care and and engage with people. Uh, it made a difference not only in my business, but in for, for them. And it made me feel happier. Maybe want to keep doing this stuff. You know, because there was a time where I was so busy, I was kicking ass. I, I was, you know, I had a ton of clients, but I was unhappy. I was stressed out. I was like, I don't want to do this forever. You know, like, but <laughs> yeah. then I, well, no, I was complaining. Yeah, and I was complaining. And then I had my friends and business partners. So I'm like, man, like, what you do is awesome. You know, like, you just need to like chill out and not overdo it and not burn yourself out because you know you've obviously been doing it this long for a reason not just because it's good you make good money from it it's because you know it's like it's better than a lot of other things and for sure. you're really good at it so for sure and like you have the power to make it what you want it to make to be right you're, yeah. you're orchestrating your own day your own day and yeah i, I love mm-hmm. it man you're just like you're you're becoming aware of you know how you feel when you stretch yourself out like that and you scale it yeah. back what do you uh what do you like to do for fun what, what are some of the things that you do for play Dude, I love reading uh, science fiction books. I like to draw. I like to play video games once a week. Once a week. Once a week. You yeah. got on the schedule. <laughs> yeah. Once a week, dude. I, I can do it all day, every day. So what I do you play? I only do it once a week. Uh, I like just PlayStation games like The Last of Us 2. It's like a single-player game. Like in this post-apocalyptic world trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this like new samurai game that just came out. I'm playing it a lot. Okay, uh, cool. Or old Nintendo games on my Game Boy. Okay, so you're a gamer. That's Stuff awesome. Like that. Yeah, I love games. Uh, hanging out with my dog, and just kind of unwinding. And I love reading books, man. Honestly. Oh, so you said or science re- fiction, huh? Mm-hmm. Science fiction books, or sometimes like uh, like different types of books, man. Like I'll read like a nutrition book in Spanish, just to kind of step my game up in Spanish and be able. How to is how is your Spanish, by the way? It's pretty good, man, but it could be better. Yeah. You know, there's definitely certain words that I have no idea what they are, especially like <laughs> yeah. when I'm training my mom, she speaks Spanish, doesn't speak a whole lot of English. So I talk, obviously talk to her in Spanish the whole time, but when I'm trying to tell her these different movement patterns and how to hinge and how to do all these different cues, it's kind of hard to explain them. Totally. You know, I have like one word for every single leg move. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of hard to get her to do what I want to do. So that's why, you know, uh, continuing to to listen to spanish music i've been trying to listen to podcasts in spanish fitness podcasts in spanish and uh reading books it's, it's been helping a lot uh but then again that's that's where my personality kind of takes over where i start getting a little too into one thing and it takes over my whole life like reading the science fiction book i ended up reading every single night so i got through almost all the novels in the series i was reading so it's like now I like make sure I only read one chapter a night out of that one book or one hour on 
non-essential things, which essential things to me, essential reading are like education yeah. books, yeah. stuff like that. That's actually going to step my game up. Although reading science fiction keeps me happy, helps me step my game up too, you know? So. For sure. For sure. It's all, it's about, all about balance. It's all about balance. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and what you're saying, I, I hear a lot of high, higher levels of awareness. And that's exactly why, you know, I want to have you on this podcast, because I find that this stuff with, you know, uh, you know, this a spectrum of people isn't so prevalent all the time. There are different levels of awareness that people have. And as coaches, we try to show them their highest potential or ha- teach them to believe that there is a level of potential that they could achieve. Uh, and, you know, applying that balance is part of the is part of the process, right? Working your tail off, getting your shit done, but then also having some leisure time, having some rest. I, I say this all the time, like the work play, the work play rest triangle, I think is extremely important to integrate. Throughout mm-hmm. the day. And it sounds like you're doing an awesome job with that. Yeah, what man, up? it's been awesome staying balanced and actually being happy. For sure. And then healthy, optimizing, all that. Yeah. So uh, Joe Rogan moved to Austin. What type are you guys like feeling that craze? Is there like, I don't know. Do you feel more buzz around Austin? What's what's going on? Nah, man. But everywhere I go, uh, that's the first thing I hear. Like, uh, like, man, Austin is so dope. Even Joe Rogan moved here. Yeah. That's all everybody. I've heard that like three times a day everywhere I go. Yeah, <laughs> that I, and I, I haven't I haven't got to see him yet. I've met him before, but he's kind of in and out out of the podcast studio, which is close yeah. to the Austin space. Yeah, and uh, um, I think he's just kind of trying to lay low, which sure. I totally understand. But nah, man, not a lot of whole crazy buzz except for everybody's stoked to have him in town because totally, you know, he's a cool guy. So totally, are proud. You- everybody in Austin's proud for sure. I bet, I bet, yeah, Austin's an awesome town. Fucking Joe Rogan is awesome. Now California sinking. Everyone's leaving there, and that's a whole nother podcast. And it's it's crazy. It is pretty crazy, but nonetheless, awesome for for Austin, and I hope he he builds a badass fucking comedy club out there. And oh uh, yeah, that'll be sick. Yeah, that's apparently we'll that's see what, what happens, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Austin's that's, blowing up quick, so he might be he might be trying to do something like that. I think I heard that too. Yeah, that's what I thought I heard on a podcast, but I mean, who knows, right? Like you, people say things. Uh, you know, there's always issues that happen, but yeah, that would be yeah. badass. I, I went to, uh, have you ever been to the comedy store in LA? Like, did you ever see any comedians? Nah, Dude, never. It, I went two years ago. It was such a crazy thing to see like 15 high level performers back to back to back to back what? to back. Like Sebastian Maniscalco, Bill Burr, Joey Diaz, Whitney Cummings, <laughs> Bill Burr, David Tell, Joe Rogan, Eric Griffin, you name it. Dude, it was fucking unbelievable. That sounds awesome. To see that, awesome, hopefully that, hopefully that like re re uh, establishes itself in Austin. I think that'd be badass. Yeah, hopefully soon, man. Yeah, things have been a little bit more relaxed around here. There's not as many people getting sick, so businesses are opening back up. Yeah, yeah, it's been good, man. Yeah, talk to me Thank about God. that. So, like transitioning your your training back in the gym. Like, what's the what's the going on post COVID in in the gym? So this week was actually my first. These last three days have been the the first three consecutive days I've been making it back to on it, and it's great. been great seeing everybody again, getting accustomed to seeing people, and getting you know back in the game has been fun. So I'm thinking about hopefully teaching some classes again soon, great. or maybe you know as soon as we open up. Right now we're only doing small group training, mm-hmm. uh, but I thrive more on the large group classes. Yeah, as do so I. I'm looking forward okay. to that. Yeah, so hopefully that guys- will will open up to the public. Where right now we're like, uh, we have a certain amount of people and only uh, small group classes. 
So hopefully once we kind of open the floodgates, hopefully in the future, uh, I'll be teaching some classes again. But for now, just training my mom, a couple, a couple of friends of mine and clients. So just trying to slowly get my feet wet, get back in the game. Like I said, man, you know, training real people, it gets you real results and gets you those hands-on experience that translates well to being a good online coach. So super essential to keep sharpening your tools. Yeah. I fucking love it, dude. I love being in front of people. Like today I trained 14 people and like, I get high off that. Like I get excited Mm -hmm. getting to work, you know, I have a cup of coffee, get there. And I I do small groups myself and like doing back-to-back small groups. It's so fun. It's intimate. Like people are chatting, they're talking. Yeah. It's fun. It's It's the fucking funnest thing ever. Yeah. It's like the best time to socialize while also getting work done. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, I don't want to keep it much longer. I do want to chat a little bit, like I said in the text message earlier. So um, I, I have been in a loving relationship for the last 12 years. My wife is awesome. We've been married for three years and congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I, I feel like as I get older, it's a goal of mine as you know, I'm a role model to young kids to talk about how important it is to have, a, a strong loving foundation. Uh, I had that all throughout my twenties and it, it highly impacted the way I think I just had that, you know, that support system all the time. And I was able to go super in the deep end and like get lost. Cause I knew my wife was there to, to pull, to pull me back in. And she's still, you know, very much like that. And we have this very strong bond. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your relationship with Fran and, and how it's helped you think and, and become the, the man you are today. Yeah, man. She's a bit, you know, she's my partner. She's, uh, she keeps me grounded for sure. Like you're saying, she lets me kind of, you know, go off the rails and kind of explore things while also keeping me in check and helps me stay grounded, you know, keep me, keep me here. She helps me check my ego and helps me also, you know, motivate me and gives me confidence because, you know, sometimes, you know, nobody's perfect, man. Sometimes, you know, I get stressed out and I'm like, man, I don't know if I can keep doing this or, right. uh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to shoot this program. She's like, no, you got this, you know, like, he, you know, she's there always to support me. So same thing, I'm there to support her. And, you know, we help each other shoot content. We support each other when we're doing like promotional stuff. Like we give each other advice. That's awesome. And it, it's super awesome, man. You know, before I met her, I was pretty much solo, you know, I had nobody that I could kind of look to who was in, in the kind of the same, same, sh- you know, kind of in the same industry dealing mm-hmm. with the same things. So being with somebody who's kind of going through that same stuff is, is awesome. You know, she has her own online training program. She, yeah. She's killing it just as well. She's grown yeah. tremendously in the last three years as well. No question. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, she has a ton of eyes on her. She has that pressure. So we can always talk about these things and it's super awesome being able to, you know, give each other advice and keep each other focused. And so we're looking forward to our future together and, you know, just take it one day at a time and try to enjoy every day. We just got a new dog. Congrats. Girl, Yoshi. Dog. She, she's a, like a, uh, a Am Staff- Staffordshire. Okay. Kind of like a pit bull. Yeah. It's like a little awesome. white pit bull looking dog. She's super well, cute. That's awesome. Thanks man. Yeah. She's, Super nice, super cool, and super fun to be with. So she's That's kind awesome. of sassy sometimes, though. Yeah, we have so we have two dogs and a cat, and it's like one of my like the highlight of the night when I'm done after an awesome day of training or classes or small groups or whatever, you know, shooting video, online <laughs> podcast, whatever. You come home. <laughs> 
and there's the dogs, a glass of wine, watching <laughs> watching trash TV, and then like falling asleep in front of the TV. Yeah, Hell the yeah. best, you know. It's it so just good. Makes everything feel amazing and and warm and cozy. It's just like a, uh, <laughs> it's a fucking. I, I live an awesome life, and you know, I I, I just want to like I want to talk about like those types of things, you know, having a good relationship with, the, with a significant other that you can bounce ideas off of. And like, these yep. are, these are the beautiful thing, the beautiful things in life. And it's not always money and, and all the possessions and all that shit. But like mm -hmm. those little moments to me are, are super amazing. And I want to like, I want to share that with people and, and other young men that are, are, you know, treat women nicely, you know, it's, it's very, yeah. very important, you know, and uh, to be authentic, to be true, and to be honest with one another, I think uh, is, is extremely yeah, important. Yeah, it's super important to be authentic. You know, you're never going to find somebody if you're constantly trying to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. You know, and that's when you really focus, when I really started focusing on myself, and I was single for a long time, and I was just trying to make myself better is when I found somebody who was on the same path. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody wants relationship advice, uh, <laughs> stop seeking somebody, just do your thing make yourself better and eventually you're going to attract somebody who's who deserves you and who uh you know make yourself deserving of having somebody as well don't just expect to find somebody who's badass when you ain't doing shit yeah so step yeah, your well game said. up <laughs> <laughs> well said man well said so what are what are the, the some of the next goals for the primal soldier uh now that you're back in the gym what are some of your ideas that you have and what are some of the big things you're excited about uh, just keep, you know, doing my thing, try to get back on track with uh, producing a ton of content, but, you know, in a balanced way and, you know, keep putting out workouts for people so people could keep enjoying them and getting in shape and hopefully, you know, the world doesn't come to an end. We can all, <laughs> you know, work together, make the world a better place. Yeah, and, I'm optimistic, you know. bro. I feel like I feel like <laughs> there's a turnaround. I feel like things are going to be better than ever. I think that, you know, the roots have to reach all the way down to hell to get to the heavens. So yeah, just the it's just growing pains right now, but I'm optimistic for the future. Hell yeah. Me too, man. Yeah. It's going to be 2021. It's going to be better. That's for Definitely. sure. So Definitely. Just, so, just looking forward to, you know, keep keeping on doing things, you know, me and Francesca are hopefully going to do a program together here in the near future. And awesome. You know, just keep keep putting stuff out there for people. I'm trying to, you know, get back on the road, teaching my workshops again. Like I said, man, I, I really miss, you know, training people. So I'm looking forward to teaching classes again, awesome. being in front of workshops. So yeah, I'm really, I was really inspired by the Enter the Flow workshop last summer, bro. I, I can't tell you that enough. It really inspired me to do like my own thing, teaching steel mace workshops and try, yeah. trying to trying to do that too. Like get on the road, go to different cities, experience different places, travel, like. You do you you do so much and and that energy is is being magnified all over the place, bro. So I, I really thank you and and I'm grateful for connecting with you, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, let's uh let's wrap this up. Every everyone knows you. Everyone follows Primal Soldier already. Um. So anything else that you want to leave with? Nah, man. Everybody, just you know, be good to each other. Be good yeah. to yourself. Go, you know, do something good for somebody and go take care of your body. Yeah, dude, I love that. Hey, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, Eric. Uh, I look forward to the next one, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, Danny. Let Absolutely, me know when you're man. coming to Austin. We'll Definitely. work out together. Definitely, man. Have oh, a good yeah. night, all right? Take care. Hey, I'll see you later, brother. All right, peace. And that was the podcast, everybody. 
uh, an amazing conversation, an inspirational one. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Pay attention to the things that you're putting into it. Pay attention to the information that you're consuming. And let's go into the end of the year and the start of 2021 with an optimistic, positive view. And hopefully we could work together to overcome some of the hurdles that have been thrown down our way in in this awesome year of change and growth and transition. If you like what you heard today, make sure to uh, give the podcast a five-star rating, a short review on what some of your biggest takeaways were. And if you enjoyed the show, share it with somebody that you love. Please sign up to my newsletter if you're interested in getting a short email from me every Friday about some of the things that I'm interested in, some of the books that I'm reading, and links to new podcasts with high-performing guests like Eric. Check the show notes. There'll be a link there that you can sign up for my newsletter. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So much love. This was a fun one. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow me on Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. Let's connect there. Have a great one.